This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Good morning and welcome. This is Julie and you're listening to Your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM online, on air and on demand as we prepare to spend time with our Lord and our Saviour this morning. Let's tune in to Salve Regina by the Benedictine Monks. Today is Sunday, Ascension Sunday, and today's readings we have from the Acts of the Apostles, that the first reading, where Jesus is taken up to heaven in the presence of the Apostles. Responsorial Psalm is Psalm 47, sing praise to God as he mounts his throne. The second reading is from the Ephesians, where God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And then the gospel reading is from Luke, where Jesus is taken to heaven and the disciples remain in Jerusalem, awaiting his sending of the Spirit. Peace be with you. I'm Julie. This is, as I said earlier, your Catholic Corner, and you're listening to it on 89.0 Free FM. With special thanks to the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City, Kirikiriroa, God's own Aotearoa, New Zealand. Well, what is Ascension Day? It actually occurred, it's the 40 days after Easter, which happened on the Thursday of this week just gone. It's Ascension Day, capital A, capital D, is celebrated across all branches of Christianity on the sixth Thursday after Easter, which is exactly 40 days after Easter Sunday. However, because the Eastern Orthodox Church 
uses the older Julian calendar rather than the modern Gregorian calendar that we use to celebrate the date, Orthodox Christians will celebrate Ascension Day a week later than us Catholic and our Protestant counterparts. So how is it observed? Well, it's not a major event in most Protestant parishes, but in the Catholic Church, the Feast of the Ascension, which is capital F for Feast, capital A for Ascension, is one of the holy days of obligation, meaning that believers, the faithful, are obliged to attend Mass. For this reason, some Catholic dioceses near mark Ascension Day on the Sunday after its traditional Thursday date to enable more parishioners to ascend services. Like other holy days of obligation, Catholics are encouraged to spend the day in prayer and contemplation. Historically, way back, and maybe not so way back, the day was marked with a procession of torches and banners. The tradition persists in some sections of Germany and Central Europe, where, preceded by candles and cross, the faithful walk with prayer and song through fields and pastures, and the priest blesses each lot of ground. Nine days after Ascension Day, so coming up, ahead of us, Christians around the world celebrate Pentecost which marks the descent of the Holy Spirit on a gathering of early Christians, giving them the sudden ability to speak many languages and tongues and thus enabling them to preach to people of many nations. I remember when I was doing my us or after I had graduated, in air quotes, my RCIA, Pentecost was like the day I really graduated because the six weeks after Easter, we were still considered neophytes. And then on Pentecost Day, we were Catholics. That's how I saw it. It's probably not quite it, but that's how, that's how I remember Pentecost. So for me, it's a little bit more significant. Church readings from the period from Ascension Day to Pentecost focus on the dedication of spreading God's word and hope for eternal salvation at the second coming. In Germany, Ascension Day coincides with Father's Day, or Men's Day, which dates back to the 18th century, as a way to celebrate Jesus returning to the Holy Father. Traditionally, men would be placed in a cart or a carriage and brought to town or the village square, and the proud father who had sired the most children received a prize from the mayor, which was often a big piece of ham. Colourful parades commemorating the walking of the apostles became common by the 19th century, but the day evolved, and by the 20th century it has reached its current incarnation, the day of drink. Of course, that wouldn't happen here in New Zealand. The sixth week of Easter and the seventh Sunday of Easter is a liturgical time with a bit of an identity crisis. This week is often referred to as Rogation Week, capital R, capital W, before the revision of the liturgical calendar in 1969. And the Solemnity of the Ascension is traditionally, as I just said, celebrated on Thursday. But much of this has changed and it varies depending on where in the world you live. 
Monday through Wednesday, that's this week just gone, before Ascension Thursday. So this is marked as a traditional minor rogation days. Thursday marked the 40th days after the resurrection. And depending on where you live, will determine whether you celebrate Ascension on the Thursday or Ascension Sunday. So what exactly what is exactly in a number in the Bible? As you've probably heard at Mass, there's a significance of the number of days, and whenever a number is mentioned in the Bible, it really does have some significance. Originally, the early church celebrated the 50 days of Easter to Pentecost as one whole. But it wasn't until the 4th century that the 40th day was marked by the Feast of the Ascension. And then the 50th day was marked by Pentecost, and that closed the Easter season. Pope Benedict XVI, when he was Joseph or as Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, elaborated on the significance of the numbers 7, 8, 40, and 50 in his book, Seek That Which Is Above. And you look at pages 65 to 67 to refer to that if you would like. Since the most ancient times, the church has underlined her great feasts by not restricting them to a single day, like many other Catholic traditions, but giving them whole octave of days. The celebration resounds for a whole week, us Catholics know how to party, and is renewed on the eighth day. The seven days completed by the eighth symbolize the totality of time and its transcendence into eternity. The week-long feast encompasses a basic unit of human life and thus stands as a foretaste of the freedom of eternal life, a sign of hope and peace in the midst of earthly days in toil. The church has rendezvoused to help us experience Easter as the feast of feasts, as the basic reason for all celebration and joy, by causing the Easter octave to last for seven times seven days. So the feast of Pentecost on the 50th day after Easter, seven times seven is 49, so the feast of Pentecost on the 50th day, the next day, is not in fact an entirely new feast as it rounds off the circle of the seven times seven days which signify our breaking out of subservience to time and to the boundless joy of the children of God, a joy uninterrupted by any striking of the hour. These 50 days are the answer to the 40 days of tribulation and preparation by which the church leads up to Easter. So that's all about Lent, 40 days of Lent. In the Old Testament numerology, 40 signified the age of the world. It is an intensification of four, which recalls the four corners of the earth and hence the brokenness the finite, incomplete, and toil, some nature of all earthly existence. The 40 prepares for the 50, the fragmentary for the complete, and the Lord's resurrection is at the axis of both. Even though this temporal arrangement, the church has 
sorry, even through this temporal arrangement, the church has provided a profound psychological interpretation of what Easter means and how we can and should celebrate it. For all these things, far from being liturgical games, are translations of the mystery in terms of our life. They are where the unique and once and for all event, which is Christ, meets life in its daily newness. The church has continued attaching the significance to the number 40. We see it observed during the Lenten season, and then the general norms of the liturgical year and calendar state at point 25. On the 40th day after Easter, the ascension is celebrated, except in places where, not being a holy day of obligation, it has been transferred to the seventh Sunday of Easter. The numeric significance is interrupted when the ascension is moved to Sunday. Pope Benedict saying, the 40 prepare for the 50, can also apply to the ascension falling on the 40th day with the last days in particular, preparing for the 50th, which is Pentecost. How about all of that? Also, the Catholic Encyclopedia explains that the number nine signifies hopeful mourning of yearning of prayer. With all of that, Stay tuned. We are still in May, so we are still in Mary's month. With that, Hail Mary, one of my favorite hymns which you've heard this month.
Welcome back. You are listening to Your Catholic Corner 89.0 Free FM. Thank you to the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest and Hamilton City, Kirikiruroa, God's own Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm Julie. And here we are on Ascension Sunday. Before we get to the readings, let's give it a bit of context. Today is our liturgical celebration of the Ascension of the Lord. And this is when Jesus is taken to heaven on the 40th day after Easter. In cycle C, which is where we are now, remember we've got three cycles, A, B, C. In cycle C, a gospel is taken from the conclusion of the gospel of Luke. There are similarities in the reports of Jesus' ascension found in the synoptic gospels. Those are of Mark, Matthew, and Luke. In each account, Jesus assigns his disciples the task of proclaiming the gospel to the entire world. There are also notable distinctions. In the Gospels of Mark and Matthew, the disciples are sent by Jesus to baptize as well as to preach. In Luke's Gospel, however, this commission to baptize is absent. Instead, Jesus directs the disciples to return to Jerusalem to await the fulfillment of his promise to send them the Holy Spirit. Curiously, only Mark and Luke actually report Jesus' ascension into heaven. Matthew's gospel concludes with Jesus' promise to remain with his disciples forever. If you were following the gospels or reading the Bible through the week, you would have remembered that Jesus raised his hands and then he was lifted up into heaven. And everybody was happy. Only the Gospel of Mark notes that Jesus ascended to sit at the right hand of God. In noting this, Mark teaches that Jesus' ascension affirms the glory Jesus received from God after his death and resurrection. Those who believe in Jesus will be empowered to do what Jesus himself has done. Already in Mark's Gospel during his ministry, Jesus sent his disciples out to preach, to heal, and to drive out unclean spirits. Now they are sent again to do these things and more. From his place with God in heaven, Jesus helped his disciples, and he continues to help us as we try to live as his followers. So this is the first reading, and it's a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit 
not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The Word of the Lord second reading is from a letter to the Hebrews. Christ did not enter a sanctuary made by human hands, a mere copy of the true one, but he entered into heaven itself to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself again and again as the high priest enters the holy place year after year with blood that is not his own, for then he would have had to suffer again and again since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the age to remove sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as it is appointed for mortals to die once, and after that comes the judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly awaiting him. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he has opened for us, through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. The Word of the Lord. And the Gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his to the disciples, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised, to stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and, lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. 
and they worshipped him and returned to jerusalem with great joy and they were continually in the temple blessing god the gospel of the lord thank you for spending the last half an hour of your life with me may your life may your week may your life be full of blessings and joy as you celebrate with other Catholics around the world the fact that Christ is risen and Christ has ascended. Peace be with you. This is Julie signing off. Kakiti Ano. Peace be with you. God bless. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.